Now, for the show that brings combat sports stories to life from the great state of Ohio, this is Forged in Ohio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of Forged in Ohio. As always, my name is Jake Murrin, and I'm the host of the podcast. I can't believe I've been at this for 50 consecutive weeks. It's been one hell of a journey, and it's been very rewarding as well. I've said it before, and I'll continue saying it. I wouldn't want to do anything else, and I would be nowhere without these fighters saying yes to coming on this very show. And I found it fitting to have the fighter who said yes to me the very first time almost a year ago. I found it fitting to have him on for episode 50 to talk about his recent knockout win to improve to 4-0 as a professional fighter. Without further ado, let's bring in the always exciting, the always entertaining Miles Robinson. Miles, this is the third time you've come on here, and I could not be more grateful, man. Hell yeah, the third time's a charm, right? Absolutely, man. So, this isn't like me, Miles, but I have a selfish question to start. You were on episode one of Forge in Ohio just over a year ago. It was the week of Halloween, and before the show even existed, you said yes to an Instagram DM to a total stranger at the time. I want you to be 100% honest. What was your reaction to that first message a year ago? For a, hell yeah. I'm pretty sure I was pretty positive. I'm like, yo, I'm down to help help anybody out. It's kind of kind of my nature. But it's awesome seeing, like, from that first episode how far you've come, especially from that first episode to uh, you, you were at the weigh-ins doing this. It's, I'm uh, pretty proud of you, dog. It's, it's come a long way. Fucking, that's, that's, this shit is awesome. It's awesome to see what you've done with it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. You weren't at all like, who is this college kid asking for an interview <laughs> over the phone for a show? doesn't even exist. Bro, might not go I'm, anywhere. Nothing like that. No, nah, because I'm not any body important so like oh come on not like yeah man i'm i'm, I'm just little old miles so i was surprised i was getting reached out to to be honest like a lot of this stuff that ha- happens in my life is stuff that i would never fathom like me being on a platform being able to talk about myself talk to people like you and do do what i'm doing isn't really something that i ever envisioned for myself so the fact that you reached out to me was was I felt like, man, damn, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome right there in itself. You know what I'm saying? Well, you have no idea how much that first yes meant to me, and I don't think I could have picked a better fighter for, for number one and now for number 50, and everyone knows that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and most fail before reaching 10 episodes, so 50 is a big deal, oh, yeah. and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else, man. Oh, yeah, best podcast in the world. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, all right, enough about me, enough about Forge in Ohio for now. Let's get into your last fight on September 9th at Cage Thunder 23. I asked you last time how good it felt to be 3-0. Well, now how good does it feel to be 4-0? Feels good, man. Feels like a lot of hard work is continued to to pay off. I don't really get to show all of it in the, in the cage just because of how the fights have gone, but I feel like this even though this did end in the in the first round, I feel like some questions got answered. Like I've never been, I've never had anybody really try to take me down in a fight before. So what happens when that happens? Derek Lewis, just get up, bro. Fucking Saul Reddins, <laughs> stand up. So those are some things that I'm like working on and getting excited for as the levels progress. Uh, I said before the fight, I thought Brogan was going to be the toughest fight that I've had. And, even though the result aside, that has been the toughest fight I've had so far. Like,
he actually, I mean, I've never had somebody come and actually try to take me down. And he had success. He took me down. But just knowing that, like, my training is paying off because I didn't panic in that situation. I just went into what my training was. We had worked for being in those positions. And, and like, as far as mentally, like, uh, going into fights beforehand, uh, especially the first, especially actually the Tom Kaiser fight, that was the first guy that was, like, a wrestler that I uh, fought. And having that, not necessarily anxiety because I'm confident in my skills, but like I've never been on my back before. What's that gonna gonna feel like? And I haven't experienced that. And experiencing it, and me just how my personality and my fighting style, I don't like being in those kind of positions. Being on my back isn't like fucking the greatest thing ever. I'm not like I am a grappler, but you know what I'm saying. And, but it's, I don't want to be throwing stuff. I'm not gonna be throwing triangles and shit off my back. You know what I'm saying? But Getting in that position, a lot of times when you're so used to how your fights go a certain way, when something goes negative, that's a big like mental like thing. Like, damn, this worst case scenario off rip. But just having that uh, mental fortitude to just, all right, I got taken that back down, so we're on the ground now. I can get back up. Honestly, I feel like if I, bro, I'm gonna start mauling people. Like on like to be honest, on the ground. Like that's the one thing that in my head, like, I like the fact that I knock people out because then I get to go home and be safe and shit goes how it goes. But I really feel like my grappling is coming uh, coming along, and that's something that in this fight I feel like there would have been an opportunity for me to show that. And, oh, well, I showed a little bit. Y'all can't hold me down. So <laughs> maybe maybe next time we'll, we'll be able to show up off a little bit of this uh, grappling skills because I'm, I'm turning. I might... I might be half Dagestani. You see the little beard coming and starting to fill in. Yes, sir, man. So I was going to ask about the takedown, and I give you and your opponent, Brogan Endress, that night a lot of respect. But in attendance that night, I was kind of surprised that he was able to take you down. Were you surprised that you were taken down in that first round? Bro, his arms was dumbass long. Like, <laughs> bro, uh, I thought, like, I, I have pretty good, uh, I have a good takedown. I don't think I'm easy to take down at all, like, that's a place where like I have a lot of confidence in, in defending. And I thought I was doing a pretty good job. When we got back there a second time, he kind of struggled with being able to take, to get me back down. And he ended up, we ended up moving out of that position, but his arms had locked under my butt. And I didn't think his, like, like where his body was and where his arms were. I was like, I was like Oh, he's got his, his like, arms class like behind my butt I, like, I don't even know how he how he got there and from that point on this is where like my like evolution of me as a fighter where i was like damn i'm getting taken down but uh one thing i've trained a ton with josiah for this camp and aj has always said he was like when you get to different positions you're just in those positions so it wasn't like i was like oh i'm getting taken down ah oh, fuck i'm getting taken down I was like oh i'm getting taken back down what's the next battle after after that but, I mean, I got to get get prepared for those. I mean, I know last time we talked, we talked about that cage time. And I feel like I still don't want to be in there for long periods of time. If I can get you out as fast as possible. But it's about having those experiences, even going forward, even though that fight was short. Now I've experienced being taken down. That's not something that I have to worry about. Not that necessarily I don't have to worry about, but it's something that I've experienced and know how to mitigate going forward. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I know it was still a first-round finish, a very impressive one at that, but is there something to be said about you facing some adversity before getting the knockout rather than landing a finishing blow just you know 37 seconds into it as you did against Tom Kaiser in your third pro fight? Yeah, because, like, again, like I've said, I have a lot of skills that, that hasn't been shown. I don't want people to just – well, you can if you want, just whatever. The proof is going to be in the pudding every time I go out. But – I feel like I'm billed as uh, a striker, like just a striker. But there's other skills behind that. And I feel like just experiencing adversity gets to show, like, damn, all right. Like, if I were like a fly on the – not a fly on the wall, but someone looking at my fights, right, I would think, oh, we're going to go and try and take him down. And having shown shown that, that all right, taking me down isn't isn't the recipe. Like, it's going to be a little bit more work than that. Just putting some of that out there just show that I have other skills that you have to be concerned about. All right, if we get my house to the ground, what happens at that point? Now we got to work that. I, I got some shit in my bag. Like, you know, Hermione and Harry Potter got that bag where you can climb in and live in. Like, my bag is getting to that to that point. Like, I'm I'm adding in. Like, we're, like, these, these the, the Ohio boys are starting to, like, we're all starting to work together, and we're all starting to train together. And the environment that is being being built here and being bred is something that I feel like in a couple of years we're going to look back on and see how high level a lot of us are getting and becoming is going to be fucking crazy. And, and, and it's coming. It's happening. We're like, like we're watching it now. I feel like we're living in a real cool era in Ohio MMA sports and everything. And I feel like we're going to look back on these next couple of years and see like, damn, that was that crew, that group of maybe it's going to be 10 of us. And who, who knows how many come, come around, but we're going to be like, damn, that was like a, a squad. Like they, the Ohio guys had a bunch of killers coming. And I feel like I'm reaching that level of where uh, the next, the next couple, one or two, I'm, I'm going to be, be knocking on that door of being a world-class fighter for sure. Absolutely, man. And I love being just a small part of this rise in Ohio MMA. It's been such a such an honor to cover the past couple months and really a year now almost for Forge in Ohio. Going back to your fight, though, did you know that when you stood back up and got yourself out of that clinch and the, the takedown that the fight was in your hands and a finish was coming soon in that first round? Yeah, these guys come and they get in my face real early and they shouldn't. I don't know why. But like so I got anxiety. So we're gonna figure it figure it out fast. Like that's like I'm gonna make that initial contact and then whatever comes for that is what we're gonna do. Um but if you watch my fights that, that distance gets closed really fast. Like uh get trained with Matt. If you watch all the immortal guys we kinda have a similar we push forward. I gotta get to you and we gotta figure something out during all of this. And part of that comes with having my cardio and everything. But when I get back up to the feet, that's where I feel the most comfortable. And I know what I like. I know what my gifts are, and I know how to make the most out of, out of those. There, I know I'm explosive. I know I'm fast. I know I'm strong. It's just a matter of me having that delivery system, like calibrated. And they come out and they get in my face, and then they get touched. And then I see what happens when they get touched. So now, and that's the beginning of the fight. It's not that I have had tried to launch on them, nothing. I just tried to touch you, and I see the eyes go different. So now it's a finishing sequence from that from that point on. Now it's like, 
all right, cool. I just have to mitigate being, I can't, I don't try and get too wild. I get to be calm and figure stuff out and snipe when the opening comes. And I mean, at some point someone's going to have, I mean, uh, Brogan had a pretty, pretty good chin, but I mean, it lasted one round. And the one thing about, so I train at Westside Barbell and that's, I was telling the guy that helps me out there, Mac, that when I get into the fights, it feels like they're expecting the the exchanges to. Sorry, so boom! And I even heard it on the, on the broadcast. Miles is throwing throwing bombs like I'm throwing, he's throwing big shots, and you feel as if there's no way, especially as big and ex, like explosive and everything, that that's going to slow down. That will last for 15 minutes. 15 minutes of you having to deal with every time. Boom. Boom, <laughs> boom. So at a certain point, like you, and you have to have to deal with that. Obviously, someone I'm I'm gonna face is not gonna be like that, but that's where the skill is gonna come in. Like I haven't had a chance to be able to show that there is any any thought process behind what I'm doing and how I'm executing what it is. And eventually, I'm gonna get there, and I'm gonna be really excited to be able to show that skill. I, like I feel like everyone. Every fight that I've had so far, I felt like it's going to be that one. Eventually, it's going to be there. But that's why I feel like I feel like my preparation is getting so good because I feel like every single one is going to be the one where I have to pull out all the stuff I've learned and utilize all my skills. And luckily, not luckily, it's because of my preparation. I haven't had to, but when I when I do, is I feel like I'm gonna become scarier than what I am when people know what all I can do. Like that's what the the good thing and what helps my confidence is is. I'm a lot scarier than what people think I am. And it's just a matter of me being able to show that and have a showcase for that. Yeah, and I believe it. I had your teammate at Strong Style, Walter Scotty Sysavain, on episode 48, and he talked about going to deep waters with you. And he said the number one thing you stressed to him when he was turning pro was cardio and having the stamina yeah. to go those 15 minutes. Sounds like you have that well in your bag. Yeah, yeah, man. And Walt, Walt is one of those one of those people where Walt has, like you've seen him, he's, he's fucking, he's a specimen. So when the game slows down for him, it's going to be, right. like I, I prepared. And that's that's the other thing is that, that having to prepare with the guys that I'm preparing with, like you got the Waltz, you got Chase, you got Mad Max, you got Dylan, you got Matt, you got Josiah, you have all these guys to where we're able, and we're operating at such a high level that get different stuff from different people like a range like i had to learn how like fighting brogan as tall as he is wasn't anything as preparing for 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 walt the cardio of josiah josiah doesn't slow down matter of fact he picks up the pace as long as he goes so my cardio has to go grappling with josiah grappling with dante wrestling with chase you have to hope that i get tired at some point because what i'm experiencing in the gym is like you're you're not that and i'm working on my skills as it is and i know that i'm like yo based off physical gifts and god-given ability i'm here all right based on skill i'm continuing to grow this what is one thing that i outside of me continuously doing that that's something i have to do is work on work on my skill something that is something internal that i can control is making sure i don't get tired if i don't get tired and my skill is up to a certain standard and my physical abilities are up to a certain standard. I'm a, I'm a hard, I'm a hard fucking out for, for anybody. That's just genuinely what I feel like, unless you can get me to, 
to start wilting in there, which I make sure damnedest that that I'm not. That's that's a tough night to tough night to deal with, and the, the guys that we that that are out here that we have to to train with and to to work with, we're all getting there. Like it's, bro. We had a we had a room on Tuesday at a, at a mortal, and Matt Matt has been amazing with being able to help cultivate this environment that we have in in Columbus now. And bro, that was one of the best room like the rooms that that like bro. You gotta come down sometime and check it out bro like bro some of the training sessions that we have we have dante leon is here in ohio he's number one 155 pound grappler in the world bro. like he's he's here training with us he's bringing his boys bro his main training partner is like the number two guy in the world at his weight class he's a world, legit world champion all of these guys are here in ohio and like what we have and and what we're starting to do, because we're all starting to, bro, we don't have to fight each other. It doesn't have to be all this fucking ill will because gyms don't like each other, bro. We can all get each other, all get each other better, and it really be Ohio against the world. Like, like this shit, this shit's coming, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, I love that Ohio against the world mentality, and I'd be more than happy to make another trip down to Immortal and see you guys get to work as well. Now that you yeah. are 4-0 as a pro, you have that 100% finish rate. Do you sometimes, like, surprise yourself with what you're able to do in the cage since you are 4-0, again, with those four knockouts? Um, surprise, no, because I know what my preparation is. When I knock the guys out 100%, because I'm not, I hate, I hate saying, like, oh, I'm not really trying to punch as hard as I can. But it's, it's, bro, big, uh, if I if I do things so at at the fight I try to be this most technical as I possibly can, as far as like my straight punches and things like that, and at at a certain point physics kicks in, so it's surprising because I mean people that that fight it's never like the punch that you really feel, think that is gonna be the that knocks them out is gonna be the one like when I dropped Brogan it wasn't really I was like oh damn he's down, but it's not surprising it's just kind of surprising when it happens it's like. This is what I prepared to do, and because of my preparation, my execution is this way, and because of my execution, this is the result. But every time it happens, I'm like, oh. and I get get to the back, and I look at my hands, and I'm like, oh my god, like, like oh my goodness, what, <laughs> what what do I have here? Oh my goodness, I can't believe they're letting me walk around with these things. This is craziness. <laughs> but uh, that's really the only surprise. Like I know how hard I work, and like again, uh, you were at the fight after. Like I have so many people that that fucking believe in me. Like I have to make sure my preparation is at a certain level because what I how I view the fight. Like if you walk watch me in the back during the fight, like I'm teeth all showing. I'm having a blast because I work so goddamn hard. There has to be something where at some point where I enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? And I work hard enough that usually practice ain't ain't the funnest, you know what I'm saying? I love what I do, but if I'm preparing how I think, I shouldn't be having a great, great fun time at practice all the time. There's days and times for that, but for the most part, I'm here to fucking suffer and get after the shit. I'm, I'm spending time away from my kids, my wife, my family, all kinds of shit to chase this goal that I have. So with that, Fight night is where I get to be free. I get to be, I've talked here before about me being manic as fuck. That's where I get to let all of it out. Like, ah, be a wild person for a little bit. So I got cheat, like, smiling from ear to ear, 
fucking taking it all in, feeling the energy. Like, if anybody's listening to this that's never been to a fight live, uh, go into a Walmart and then just, like, cause, like, chaos ensue. Like, it's fucking the most wild shit ever. You see some the calmest people at fights turn into completely different people just because of how carnal it is. It's fucking like you're in a coliseum. But being able to go out there and just have fun and be free just allows, like, yo, if I'm having fun, it's like, I used to be one of those people that got, like, all riled up and shit for the fights, bro. I take naps now beforehand, like, at the venue. I'm curled up in the ball with my... Yo, it's it's another day for me to... This is what... The fight is what I, I love. Like, I love... Like, this is where I get to have all my fun. It's a combination of all my work. And then I get to show... It's like a... Uh, like a recital i get to show like oh my mom and my uh, kids and my wife get to see all right y'all let me do a whole bunch of wild stuff not wild stuff but y'all you, they sacrificed a lot and i get to show them the fruit of all my labor and why all of that is worth it why you should continue to believe in me and let me go down this path that i'm going because as long as y'all let not let me but as long as i am able to and afforded the, the opportunity to work as hard as I can and make it worth it. That's what that's all it's about. I want my kids, my wife, my family and friends to be proud of me. And every time I get to go out there, I know what I've done. So as long as I get to show that, like, that's what makes the, the result aside. As long as I get to sh- go out there and show that, the dude might be better than me. But if I can walk out and my wife is like, I, I know you worked hard. I saw I, that's 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 it. That's all I need. Yeah, there were a ton of Don't Melt shirts that night. What was it like to fight in Ohio for the first time as a pro and in front of so, so many loved ones? Great. So it's uh, awesome because you get to see, like, how your family, like, uh, a lot of my family, they get to watch it from a distance, but being at the fight is a lot, a lot different. So you got your family in the back wanting to uh, see you before the fight because it's just like there's they got that nervous energy but all of it is i feel like younger miles would have hated all of it like i probably wouldn't have like i used to tell my wife i didn't really like fighting in ohio because it was a lot of like anxiety because all my friends but i fought here my whole amateur career was spent fighting in ohio so i felt like uh in my amateur career i kind of had like a different mindset of when i went into the fights but now i've gotten mature and older and my preparation is better it's like my mindset on fight night is a lot more relaxed and going with it because it's, it's, I have 15 minutes to, to, to do whatever I need to do and I get to go out of it. It's funny, my cousin, me and my cousin are like wonder twins. Like we got, our personalities are pretty, pretty, uh, about about the same to be honest with you. And he was like, he said, bro, I got to see you cuz, I got to see you before, before you fight. And usually I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay, get my mind right. And I was like, you know, I'm going to pop out. And he gave me such a su- such good energy because you could. It's like like a like a belief, you know what I'm saying? Like like I'm not in there by myself. Like I have like I got a community in there fighting with me. You know what I'm saying? He gave me a big big old hug. But things like that go like a long way, especially when you're not when you're able to take in those moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm sure he had all kinds of anxiety. He's about to watch his cousin go out there and possibly get his ass beat by some some dude. You know what I'm saying? And without saying anything, he didn't speak about the fight. He didn't talk about, yo, you're going to go out there and beat ass and da-da-da. He just gave me a big old hug. Like, shit like that, that's just love. You know what I'm saying? And having that love, like,
like around me meant the world. Now I know there's only gonna be a couple more of those moments and stuff because hopefully, God willing, I'm gonna be traveling the world. But I know for as long as I can, and hopefully I can get this Black McGregor era going, and I can get some money, I can start flying my family out. Uh, when I start fucking people up in Belize and shit or whatever the fuck they have, Singapore or wherever. I want to travel the world and whoop ass, man. Like, put me on a jet. I want to be a jet-setting fighter for the rest of my life. So you had that incredible post-fight interview where you talked about working hard for those around you. It was the best post-fight interview of the night. And you also sported a shirt that said, check on your strong friends. What sparked those aspects of the fight for you? I wasn't really... Yo, this is actually funny because my wife is the only person that picked up on it is this is random and i'm gonna answer your question but uh (laughs) when i started that interview i said uh he's like how do you feel about the fight and i said like i said that give like a one more to answer i had watched a youtube video the day before of it was travis scott and nardwar and nardwar asked him this huge thing and travis just looked at him and said belt it was just one word answer. And he just kept it. And so I responded like that. And then I paused and I almost laughed because that video popped into my head. And I had sent it to my wife and we were laughing. But then sometimes there's some shit just gets on to you, that gets in your spirit of like some stuff you want to get out. And I don't ever have anything like planned to say. Like in my head, like when I'm like visualizing the fight, I always think I'm going to do some cool dance and do some whatever but also it's been a while since i've fought and someone actually interviewed me right afterwards and just having all those people there because i've been traveling around fighting i just kind of wanted to let them know like how i feel about what they about what what they do and how they support me so that was really really all that was like the words just kind of started coming out i almost fucked it all up because i almost started crying laughing like 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 i think that video is hilarious um, if anybody knows what that video is, this is a stupid video. It's so dumb. But, like, I almost cracked up before I started saying whatever I was saying. But, yeah, I just had some stuff in my heart that I wanted to let the people know. Like, I got a lot of people that do a lot of things for me and afford me the privilege to, to chase this dream. So let them know that – let them know and let the people, like, around me that may not know what I'm about or may be going through whatever they're going through know that – if they have anybody, it could be one person that just, just fucking believes in you, bro, just just work hard. If it's not for you, if it's not for yourself, because sometimes it's hard to do stuff for yourself because sometimes we don't look at ourselves in the mirror and have the, the greatest image of ourselves. But if you have one person that thinks you are fucking perfect, that's all you need. And so you can get yourself in your mind to think that you're that person. If you got one person that looks at you that way, they deserve for you to, to work hard, and that's all I really wanted to tell, to tell the people out there. Yeah, absolutely. It was great stuff, and I think that's just one example of many to where you are just one of the most entertaining fighters on the mic in the state of Ohio right now. Once again, we are talking to Miles Robinson on Forge in Ohio. I know I asked you about it on Forge in Ohio's Cage Thunder 23 Pro Weigh-In Show, but I thought I'd bring it up here too. What were your experiences like training at Extreme Couture prior to this fight? So I went out there twice, um, once in, that was May, and then once like a month before uh, a month before the fight. So I went out there in May. I was out there with uh, Max Metzger the first time. First time I went out there, it's great, great overall experience. Um, but I would say 
great for my confidence and also humbling at the same point in time because you have so many have so many looks out there so you get out there and i'm able to see people that are my same experience right so uh trained with a couple guys that are 170s that are like four and oh five and oh around me right uh get to see like all right these other guys are prospects are on the same kind of trajectory as me let me see where i stack up this is actually hilarious so one day we have sparring and of course i'm a new guy at, at the gym so far this uh dude's like a 6'3 like mexican dude named tarzan and dude's a badass like it's like five and no all finishes like leg is like a noodle crazy but he don't know how to wrestle take him down everything's cool confidence through the roof and I'm new out there. I'm like, yo, tell Max, hey, get, get some videos of my rounds for me or whatever, right? I don't know. I think Max was recording that, and I don't know what happened on the side, but I get done, bell rings, Chris Curtis is, like, right in my face, and he says, yo, you're my next round. And I'm like, cool. Bet. I completely forgot that Max has his phone out and is recording. I don't know if that's bad gym. It probably is bad gym etiquette. Because if I was on the other side, like, I'd be kind of like, bro, what you doing? But whatever. I get my ass kicked for three rounds. <laughs> three rounds. <laughs> bro. <laughs> I think he was trying to break my, kick my leg in half. But here's the thing, and this is what I, I learned. And I actually learned, talked to him and Sean Strickland when I went back this uh, second time, is I got caught up in – like not to say like I was like he was trying to hurt me or anything, but the level of uh, like the standard out there, everybody out there is operating at a certain level because this is their job, this is their career. Yo, I'm top five in the world. I'm not bullshitting like ever. I'm out there like oh my god, this is Chris Curtis. Oh no no no, and so I'm out here, start I'm playing around or whatever, and the intensity of um what's the Brian Day called competitive stamina. Like, he was at operating at this level and kept it at a certain, and I never matched it, and he, I, I never was able to rise up to that. And I don't think it was a skill thing, but I do think it was just some people are at, are at certain points were better competitors or are competitors at all points in time. And that was a mental switch I had, had, to, had to learn. And when I came back the second time, I didn't spar Chris the second time, but me and him had a conversation. And Sean Strickland, his so Sean Strickland's personality, what you see on TV and everything, that's him in real like real life. He's a wild man. But what people don't get to see is, even though I've only been there like here and there and like in scarce moments, he's actually a real leader in that gym. And I had another day the second time. I went back out with uh, Mark Antonelli right before our fights because we were fighting around the same time and he pulled me to the side and was telling me about he was like hey man he's like you have to get used to competing and he's like that's a trade like you can't just turn it on some people have the ability to just turn it on at, at any point in time he's like but what you have to he's like i can see like physical like off physical ability and physical skill or whatever he's like you have it he's like but you're letting guys just out compete you which not to say anything about back here, it's just like the guy, I, these guys are familiar, if that makes sense. So it's a little bit easier to not necessarily, and that's that's one thing that's changing. Like the rooms are getting fucking competitive as hell, and I fucking love it. 
but that was also something I just had to get used to. Maybe people were competing with me and I wasn't just matching that, but it was something I had to start consciously thinking of. And that, that mixed with just the different looks and things that I haven't seen or been exposed to because you go out there and it might be just a whole crew from Mexico was here this one month. The last time I went out there was a bunch of Russians out there. So I got to wrestle some Dagestanis and experience that and see what that's like. And getting used to just, all right, I don't care who you are, what you do, let me just compete with you. It's not about, all right, it is about winning and losing, but I'm not trying to hurt you, but I'm gonna at least I'm going to compete with you. Getting that standard, like, if you take me down, all right, I'm getting back up. I'm not accepting positions. All right, you might be better at me here, but I'm going to try and find another path to, to win. And I feel like that change has helped me. That change in itself, when I got back, that was when I started to view things as a martial artist because I was like, all right, I need to figure out any – I can't have any holes in my game because if, I'm, if I need to compete, I can't just accept positions because you're better than me here. I need to – start expanding my knowledge and and improving instead of being relying on athleticism i need to i need to find the people that are better at me at these these areas and start improving ask or asking for help start using the resources i have start asking matt for picking his brain and starting developing my mind more because competitiveness is a isn't a necessarily a thing that you can do physically it's something that it's a mindset that you have so my competitiveness came from, all right, I might not be able to out-athlete everybody. That's a physical trait. I need to get my mental game there. So when you start playing chess, I can play chess too. I don't. It's not that I don't know the rules. I got to be able to keep up with every move that you do. Oh, okay, I saw that. Now I need to be able to find this path and start developing that. And that's been the one big thing that I experienced out there. Now the changes happened when I got back. I go out there for like a, a check and check and balance to see where where I'm at. Because I know those guys are improving. So when I come back and I've, I know I've leveled up, I go get to go back out there and see, all right, what areas can I improve in? What can I come back and bring back to the guys or show the guys or take something back out there that happens out here and just use it as like an information like sharing type thing. Be able to come back and show these guys, hey, this is some ideas that they have going on out there. They train a little bit different than we do here for the most part, but uh, be able to help help our guys here that we're working with. Because if we can build this community up, we don't have to travel all that much. I know I, I like to just because sometimes I need a little – I have a lot going on here. So being able to get out there without the wife and kids and be able to just train and get a reset before I come back for stuff helps me. But – I like to be the guy where I can go out there and maybe take one or two guys out there with me. And then when we come back, everybody's level rises. And now over the next two months, we're, we're busting ass, which I feel like if you've looked at the results, it's, it's been happening. It's been, it's been Ohio MMA is on, on the fucking rise, man. It's fucking great. Yeah, so Max Metzger talked to me about your trip to Extreme Couture on Forge in Ohio, and he said how you guys felt like you had to bring back what you learned there to Ohio and teach it to up-and-comers in the state. Did that put pressure on your shoulders to fulfill that role both at Immortal and Strong Style and really elevate those gyms like you're uh, talking about? No, uh, it didn't really feel like uh, pressure. It just felt like something that just needed to happen. And, and it's not that... So the coaching here is up to par. Like we have all the resources and everything that's up to par. It's more so keeping the level of in intensity. Like uh like per se, me and Walt getting ready for uh 
our, our fights, right? I've had fight camps where my sparring rounds were, I don't want to say going through the motions, but it wasn't competing. Me and Walt were fighting, damn near fighting. Like, we're trying to, like, necessarily hurt each other, but, like, competing with each other. Like, we have to push each other hard. So it's, like, leading by examples. Like, yo, like, we need to do this. Or taking guys aside, helping out. Like, one thing I've tried to tried to do is even after my fight just come in and like help like sometimes i don't like i have a lot going on but let me come in and help these other guys with their fight camps and everything like that let me go stop in i know max trains that ronin so every once in a while let me pop in and, and help in over there so it's not really uh, like a pressure it's just action actionable um things like because me and him can talk about it but like we're not the guys that's going to go in there and tell everybody because everybody it's an individual sport at the end of the day. Not everybody's going to listen. We're not fucking team captains and shit like that. But when you see these guys uh, see us come back and we're interacting at these different locations and you see that our level is increasing because we're interacting with these different guys and we're not having an ego of training with guys that we thought we might fight as amateurs or this guy's the same weight class as me and showing other people that that's fine. And it's also, I don't even want to take all the credit for it because Matt and Josiah and Jaden had started doing it kind of around that same time as well. But it's now we have uh, like-minded people looking for the same thing. Even with the guys up at uh, Strong Style, like there's uh, Mo for his last camp was bringing in guys like Josiah, uh, not Josiah, uh, Jarrell Hodge, was bringing in guys from those gyms. So it's, I think it's more so the next generation of guys that are coming up are starting to see the well, we have good people here. We don't need to travel. It's just a matter of getting everybody else on the same page of getting out of that. The world is a lot bigger than what Ohio is, but Ohio has a lot of stuff that we can end up taking over the world if we really cultivate what we have here. But it's just a matter of removing a little bit of that ego so we can so we can all get there because there's room for everybody to eat. And then once we're at the top, we're all making money. So if we got to fight each other for money, cool. But I'm not. we're fighting for pennies right now, so there's no point in us being all against each other. We've already talked about how you train at a mortal and strong style. That alone is a two-hour drive, along with making trips to Nevada. How difficult is it to organize your fight camps, and have you considered moving out to Las Vegas full-time to train at Extreme Couture? No. So, i am be honest. I thought about it. I I found a recipe that works for me, and I, I don't think I can ever leave immortal or strong style. That's There's, there's something to be... Now, I feel like Extreme Couture is going to be a part of the recipe, just going out there and having that checks and balances. And I feel like I've, I'm starting to build a community of where I can go out there and get training. But the people that I've, I, I'm, I'm sticking with the people that have come up with me. Alex and Marcus and Matt and stuff, they've invested a lot. And there's a lot of skills that I have that are, that I feel separate me from other people, especially when I travel. And there's some things that I do that other people don't really incorporate or see like like match clinch i that's a that's a game changer right there the, the the my boxing has improved light years from working with alex at at uh immortal and i've gotten to this point because of them i i can't just the bells and whistles out in out in, in las vegas are amazing like it's good good high level training but that's not what's got me here what's got me here is the people i've i've, I've trained with and the people that have that have rocked with me so far. So I'm going to continue to rock out with those guys, rock out with my brothers. And the drive really isn't, I've been doing it for so long now. Like, 
it's it's it i mean it's two hours but it's not really all that bad for me now i kind of do it with my eyes i don't do it with my eyes closed but i can do it with my eyes closed and the other part with building the community now is uh i can bring friends with me like like obviously i there's a respect thing so i always make sure everything's cool with the guys that's been strong style but again like i'm going up tonight right we're going up to sparring i got two guys coming up with me tonight from Columbus because you're starting to see the results are paying off. Like I, I feel like me and AJ started training up here a while ago and we kind of looked at, looked, got looked at like, it's crazy to be like, why are y'all driving two hours and da da da. But still there's something to be said for going and picking the minds of some other people that you don't see every day, like going and getting a, a humbling experience because this guy has been working on something that you've never seen before going to pick their pick their brains about about these different things um and i feel like some of the guys now that we're starting to cross train a lot more are starting to see the value in that and it doesn't have to be all the time like they understand that i live two hours away so sometimes i can't make it up but my job is as part of creating that community is i give them even though i live in columbus i try and give those guys as much support as i can show up to their fights when i'm not in fight camp i help those guys with their fight camps and vice versa it's uh and same thing with the the guys here in, in Immortal. It's just, it's a matter of me. I feel like at a certain point I'm growing into. I don't want to call myself a leader, but if I guess you just got to show lead by example. Like it's not it's okay to be able to travel and do all these things as long as you're taking care of what you need and what's best for you. It's an individual sport, so not everything works for everybody. So you have to try and dabble and just communicate with everybody as well. But I feel like Vegas will be be there for me. Like it's not not moving I, I train with lance palmer and that's kind of how i got a lot of the connections out there my management is also out there iridium so i have the ability to go out there and train here and there and get the coaching that's out there but i gotta rock with the people that have helped me develop the style that i have and what i do do up to this point because without them no one else there people are going to try and change what i do i have to have the people that i know i've gone to war and gone to battle with especially when these battles and wars are going to get bigger and the lights are going to get brighter. I want to have people with me that have been there from, from day one. And there ain't going to be a day that goes by. I swear to God that you're not going to see big Al Diddy in my corner. Alex, Alex is my fucking dog, man. So him, that's always going to be a part of the recipe. Marcus is going to be a part of the recipe. Um, you might see some other people put their foot in here and there but it's always going to be a an immortal and strong style party and we might have a little uh guest guest uh showings from extreme couture from here and there yeah i love hearing the loyalty to the home state and to your home gyms and strong style and immortal for sure but i know extreme couture has made some headlines recently and you already name dropped a couple guys sean strickland chris curtis do you still stay in touch with those guys especially chris curtis who's a fellow ohio guy himself no, I'm not going to hold you. Um, it's more so when we're there, I'm a familiar face because I've been there and we kind of talk when we're there. Uh, we're not like homies or anything like that. They're they're good guys and they're, like I said, like they're leaders in the gym. So when I'm there, I'm really respectful and try and have some camaraderie. There are, there's a cup actually there's a decent amount of Ohio guys. Uh, Kobe Fair is out there. Alex Poinar, if I'm pronouncing his name right, is out there. So a lot of the guys that I go out there and see are from here back home, and we kind of came up in the amateurs together. So being able to go out there is like a little bit familiar. And Lance is out there, and Lance is a big dog. So like Lance go out there, I get to, hey, I'm with him. 
and he's like, yeah, he cool. So it gets a little, it's cool like that. But I follow them on Instagram, and then I don't, I don't try and be too weird because I'm only there for a couple weeks at a time. It's not like we're like best friends or anything. So it's respect when I see them. But I'm happy for them because that was fucking awesome. I saw what was happening in the gym before uh, that fight got announced, and I wasn't surprised when I saw what Sean Strickland did. That shit was was amazing. And what I saw in the gym was I was like, damn, I, I wish I would have bet some money on it. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were surprised or not because you had experienced that, Jim, and that was actually the same night you had fought when Sean Strickland upset Israel Adesanya for the UFC yeah, Middleweight man. Championship. And a lot of credit for that, Jim, obviously goes to their coach, Eric Nixick, potentially the 2023 MMA Coach of the Year. Any opportunities to meet him and uh, test that mind that he has for the sport? Yeah, so when I'm out there, um, Iridium puts me in contact with him. To, he kind of uh, who allows me to to go in there and train and I've gone to some of their classes I haven't been able to work with them like one on one on one much just because I haven't been able to get out there for like an extended period of time just as of yet so I kind of get into classes pick his brain here and there uh, me and Max were able to get a little bit of one on one work with him but hey he's a big dude <laughs> that's a big dude he's like a fucking linebacker bro it's just crazy but the stuff that I have been able to pick up from him like so they have so like it's so many looks, so it's so many different things of like how things work and what he's seen because they have so many people that come through there that he's able to tell you, hey, like this, da, 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 try this, all right, boom, 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 try this, all right, look at this, all right, boom, and then how their coaching works out there is is they it's real it's real interesting on how on how they do stuff because nothing is like you experience the different guys and then like some of the rules that they have for what they're trying to do gives you a lot of room for creativity because they have so many guys that come in there that fight different ways. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. And then you have an option off of this, whatever you want to do and create. And that's helps me come back and open up a little bit more of my creativity on how I want to interact with different, especially with my striking. And then the grappling aspect, like they have, they have world-class Jake Shields is out there fucking i went out to the 10th planet it was coach casey up at 10th planet henderson it's fucking amazing or i think it's 10th planet las vegas but it's in henderson nevada uh rolling with some of those guys over there uh they're fucking amazing as well but uh yeah he's a, he's a he's the man it's not a surprise that they're getting the result that they're getting out of there once again, this is Miles Robinson with us on Forged in Ohio. I know you took a vacation since your win on September 9th, but any idea of when you'll be back in there? Um, it's looking like hopefully December. Don't it's the case Thundercard in December. December sixteenth. Uh, yeah, so somebody sign up to get the ass whooped. A. B. I, I know this is a two, but we're gonna call this B. <laughs> sure. So you're going to pack that, pack, pack it out and see, I'm dropping shirts for that fight too. So we got a new Don't Melt drop coming. And matter of fact, we're going to have some expansion on Don't Melts to be, to be announced soon. We got, we got a little, some other stuff to be coming up with that we're going to be, be un, unrolling some new things that we're going to be offering. Um, but December should be a, should be a big month. Should be fighting, packing out the Can Civic Center put another head on the mantle, have some new shirts for the crowd to rock when we go out there. After that, hoping to turn around, fight early 2024, give me another one on, on the resume, and 
hopefully that'll go ahead and lead me right into the contender series or bigger and better things because it's about time to get some eyes on me and get some uh get some bigger fish and bigger fish you know what i'm saying yeah definitely so you went abc so i have abc too a i can't wait for the don't melt drop definitely have to get one myself this time around b I can't wait to see you fight again at Cage Thunder. I think it's it'll be 25 by the time they go yeah. in December at Canton Civic Center. I know a couple of your teammates are already booked for that card as well. And then yeah. see just how exciting is it for you to actually fight at such a big venue at the Canton Civic Center and another fight in the state of Ohio. Uh, awesome! I'm excited to. Hopefully, we can get like a. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get a big crowd. I, I really at this point, I, hopefully I get to be the main event because every time every time I go I go and fight. That's what I envision myself as the main event. I I feel as if when I'm on the card, I'm what people are coming coming to watch. Like you you're showing up hoping I am what you think I am, and so far so good. But being able to get that in front of a lot more eyes in my home home state, get a little bit more support before I get on this uh, this run that I'm about to go on hopefully be able to show a lot more people what we have going on here. Cause I feel like the fighters know, but as far as getting the fans on board on what, like, damn, we have like a young crop of like damn, this one, he different. This one right here, that's, that's going to be the one. So being able to show just some more people, more people that before I'm traveling the world and doing this stuff is I want to have a solid, fan base back at back in Ohio and give them something to be proud of so go out there get another performance under my belt and a lot of these people especially in the Canton and Akron area have been seeing me since I was in my early 20s fighting so I feel like they get to see me grow up in the sport and big plan is to get get on to bigger and better shows well Case Thunder is an awesome show but bigger more eyes better exposure and hopefully the Canton Civic center can be a great send-off hopefully we get a get a big win and off to the races from that point on it's interesting that you said you won a main event because in the main event of cage thunder 23 the infamous julian lane subbed andrew law in the first round in your weight class and randy jarvis yep. the promoter of cage thunder said that julian lane is likely main eventing at the can civic center is that a fight that would potentially interest you if they offer it i'm down for whatever Julian, it was a i mean Listen, they pay me as whatever. I'm down to fight whatever as long as it, it makes sense and they give me an offer. Me and him talked in the back. He's a really, really nice guy. Um, so obviously no animosity towards him or anything like that. He was a great dude. He gave me a really cool speech before uh, before the fighters meeting, actually. That was, like, really awesome and really resonated with me. Um, so all respect to him. But if we got to get in there and mix it up, I'm down for whatever. We can, we can get, it, get it figured out. So if he's down to do that, Let's, let's let's make it happen, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good, man. So one more for you. I'll finish with this. It's been a question I've asked a couple of fighters lately. A year from now, October 2024, you'll, of course, be on episode 100 of Fortune Ohio. But on a serious note, where do you think you are this time next calendar year? Signed to the UFC. Usually do contender series in, like, around September. Getting ready for my uh, UFC debut. If not have signed to the UFC on short notice and already be two fights in. Yeah. I want to get these next two out and then I want to put my name in. If something falls out short notice, throw me into the wolves. If not, uh, October around this year, I should have got my contender series 
fight out the way and be preparing for the next steps in my journey. Are you open for like one of those short notice appearances in the UFC? Hell yeah, I believe in myself. <laughs> fuck somebody up, dog. Just let, give me the opportunity. I'll fuck somebody up, especially for bro. For man, bro, I work a real, real job. Like you give me, I don't know what the the contract is, but like ten bands to go punch somebody in the head, bro. Man, yes, yes, I'll do it every day. If if as long as my body hold up, I'll go in there and scrap. God damn it. I don't want to have to work, bro. I work. I sell phones. I sell phones for a living. I work at T-Mobile. Anything to get me to not have to help this lady sign into her Facebook password that I just met. Like, bro, yeah, get me, get me out. I'm trying to be a trophy dad, trophy husband. You feel me? Stay at home, look good, mow the lawn with my abs out, pick my kids up from school. There you go, man. That's the life. Well, before we wrap up, anything you want to shout out in terms of social media handles, sponsorships, anything you want to plug here on the podcast? Uh, I want to shout out uh, Westside Barbell Official. Uh, go to their website. Um, you can use promo code MILESROBINSON10 to get 10% off with anything on their site. Uh, shout out As Canny Brand. If you've seen some of my workout videos, they have the most comfortable shirts ever. It's A-Z-C-A-N-Y on Instagram. Go check them out. Um, don't melt, of course. Listen to the first episode. Maybe a little bit of the second episode. You can kind of get the story upon what that's about and everything like that. Um, next drop for that will be my next fight. Make sure you go check out Cage Thunder. Tell them to get me an opponent. Tell them to get me on the December 16th card. Tell them to put me on the main event. Tell them to show me some love. And outside of that, shout out to you. Congratulations on the 50th episode, my guy. Um, look forward to being on the 100th one and more success to you dog thank you man i appreciate those kind words and thanks again for just joining me on the show i can't believe this is the third time we've done this and i think it was even better doing it this time with video now that i've advanced that far you've done it twice now and i'll ask you to do it for a third time of course it's the ohio chant to end the show oh io Thanks, Miles. I can't thank you enough for being on episodes 123 and now 50 in Forge in Ohio's history. And when you become a superstar in the UFC, don't forget about me. Don't forget about Forge in Ohio, man. Never forget you. Best <laughs> podcast in the world, man. Thanks, bro. I wish you the best moving forward, man. All right. You have a great one. That was Miles Robinson, the 4-0 professional mixed martial artist with a 100% finish rate. That's how you know he's the real deal, and he'll always mean a lot to me knowing that he was on episode 1 last October. It was pretty special now to have him on episode 50 nearly a year later, and I can't wait to see him reach the highest level in the sport. I do have to thank more than just him, of course, for getting Forge in Ohio to where it is today. I can't thank all the Forge in Ohio fans and Ohio combat sports fans in general for making me feel like I'm making an impression on this space. Like I said at the top, this journey couldn't be more rewarding, and that's because of all of you listening right now, wherever you get your podcasts, watching on the new Forged in Ohio YouTube channel, or supporting on social media at Forged in Ohio as well. I can't wait to see where this show goes from here, and before I know it, hell, before you know it, we'll be hitting episode 100 with Miles Robinson as well. For now, though, thank you all again for tuning into episode 50. I've been your host, Jake Murin, and this was Forged in Ohio.